we set the round table, let's pour our libations and kick it off by thanking our sponsors. Always support those who support you, you feel me? And with that being said, I'm going to do you the best favor I can do. That crack iPhone you got, my G, that ain't player. That ain't professional. And you too, young lady, that ain't cute. Holla at Ivy Paramobile on Instagram. That's Ivy Paramobile and Ivy Paramobile NC for the Twitter. And while you at it, check out the latest and freshest gear with Anti-Hype Clothing. That's antihype.us. And I ain't going to talk y'all to death. This episode was definitely a peculiar one, and that's no pun intended. I was able to sit down with Mariah Scott, the creator of Peculiar Talks and co-host of Creative Loafing's Local Vibe Podcast. Mariah is the peculiar hippie who focuses on mental health with outlets such as music, arts, and culture through her own platform, Peculiar Talks. Mariah's an all-around curator of just dope shit. And I won't even talk y'all to death, so let's go ahead and get into it. You know what it is, you know what it ain't. It's your boy Flashy Ray. You know my name, you know my gang. And I'm doing what I usually do, talking that talk. And again, I'm at an undisclosed location, never serve a nigga where you sleep at. Always keep it true to the code. And I am here with... A, a lovely lady, a lovely lady that is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Again, if you don't know, you should know. Y'all know my motto. Anybody that's on here, you definitely should know. But with no further ado, I do have Miss Mariah Scott, the peculiar hippie, for Hello. sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Look, I'm glad I'm glad you spoke to the people. But um, I, I, I do good introductions, but you always do it better. So tell the people who you are, please. Uh, my name is Peculiar Hippie. Uh, I am a host writer blogger curator don't be modest, don't be modest. <laughs> tell, tell the people who you are now don't um, be modest. <laughs> i'm uh i don't know i'm just like a art and music creative enthusiast i've been in charlotte forever and i've been involved with the creative scene since about 20, 2012 2013 just doing um anything really writing photography um blogging curating trying to help put my helping hand in and uh it's gotten me in some cool doors so i'm really happy yeah you just re- recently opened up a, a cool door for yourself we'll, g- we'll get to that <laughs> but i i definitely of course i do want to continue to keep the fly on the wall conversation integrity that we do have on talk that talk so first and foremost um you did mention that uh you've been in charlotte for a while so obviously i'm insinuating oh well you, you insinuated that you're not from here so uh no. where are you from I was born in Buffalo, New York. Okay, upstate. Yes, upstate. upstate. <laughs> Some people would say, that's not the real New York. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, but I, I mean, I do. But <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mean, say it. <laughs> you know, that's fine. But uh, no, I was born in Buffalo, New York. Um, and then when I was seven, I moved down here. So I've been here ever since. And uh, I don't, I'm not like the Charlotte is do da 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 and New York is this, cause, which a lot of people from New York <laughs> that oh, moved out yeah. here do, which is cool. But uh, no, I'm just here. So yeah, I've I been here that. for a million so, years. So since seven. What, what high school did you graduate from? I went to Northwest School of the Arts on Beatty's Fort Road. Oh, I was so there really from sixth you. grade. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this is in you. Okay. From sixth grade to 12th grade. I think the only year that I didn't go there was my freshman year. I was in South Carolina for a year and then came back. Okay, so you said from sixth grade you were at Northwest School of the Arts. Yep, from middle school and high school, both 
what, what did you learn there? What, well, first of all, how did you get into that? Because where, where I'm from in Maryland, we don't uh-huh. have anything like that. Like, well, it's just a regular high school. That's it. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, well, shout out to Northwest, first of all. That's probably, like, the main reason why I, well, a big part of why I am interested in half the stuff that I'm interested in. But um, it's a it's an art school, and um, my brother actually was already going there. I think my brother went to Ranson Middle School when he was in sixth grade and then heard about the music program over at Northwest um, one way or another, and he um, had to audition to get in there. And then at the time, um, Northwest had a rule that um, if you had a family member that was already enrolled in Northwest, and if you, if you wanted to go to Northwest and you had a family member that already went there, you automatically could get in. Like, you didn't even have to audition. So I didn't have to audition to get – yeah. When I, when I got in there, they took that rule away. But I didn't have to audition to get in, but I did have to audition to stay in, okay. if that makes Which sense. Is, so no, that's I had to, like, find my major. I had to find, like, an elective that I was interested in, which was chorus and dance at the time. I do not dance. Unless it's like a church granny child or something weird like that, but <laughs> I, I didn't see you at Player Maid. I'm, I know she's lying. Uh, I know she's those lying. Those don't count. Those are, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those dances don't count. I didn't learn those in Northwest. Oh, Jesus. I know that. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, chorus was my major at the time, and um, so yeah, I was there from six to eight to twelfth grade, pretty pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so um, speaking, you you brought up your uh, your brother. Obviously, he's older than you. Do you have any more siblings nope. other than him? Okay, so it's just you. Just and you. me and him. Yeah, I, I got one older brother too. Um, but uh, you recently just interviewed your older brother. I if I'm did. Not mistaken, correct? I did um, with the uh, local vibes podcast with uh, Creative Loafing. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Okay, so my brother, um, my brother is um, into music and uh, management as well. And so um, he actually works for Charlotte Center City Partners as their artists in residency. So he's actually um, helping kind of establish on the corporate side awareness of what's going on musically in our world. So he's trying to kind of he's trying to open up the eyes from the people who can invest into what we're doing and who can have like a broader eye on what's going on. So, because it's a lot of stuff that we do that of course in our network that we know about, but it's a lot of stuff that we do that other people outside of our environment or our circles, they don't know about. So people coming from off work uptown, people coming from off work, you know, in Valentine or whatever, you know, you never know who might wanna, if you have an art show, somebody might wanna invest in a piece of art, you know, that's not in your personal circle or just to have something, some awareness about what's going on. So he's actually been working with them for about two or three years now. And um, I got the opportunity to interview him because he has, um, he's setting up a um, event called Soul Junction CLT, which is gonna be happening in the West End of Charlotte um, on uh, Johnson C. Smith campus, actually on September 14th and 15th. And it's a free event and it's gonna be local and um, national acts there. So wanted to interview him about that information so yeah so it runs in the family it does run it in, runs the in the family it okay does. <laughs> it runs in the family so now you understand why as why yeah uh, people yes. gotta know this stuff yes, people should yes, know these yes. things because he's, a poop head, <laughs> he's your older <laughs> brother he's supposed to be there. he's supposed to be yeah so uh, obviously it does run in the family so um 
being inspired by your big brother, obviously, I'm pretty sure, because mm-hmm. obviously that's why you wanted to go. That's how you got into Northwest School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did your parents or did they ever uh, do any music or anything My like that? My dad was a musician. Um, he is a musician. He was in um, music and well, piano and bass. And he actually uh, participated a lot in the gospel industry with a lot of people that ran up and through Buffalo at the time and um, actually has all these stories about like him and Kurt Franklin and Fred (laughs) Hammond and like how they used to make fun of Kurt Franklin really bad when he was young because they said he couldn't play. They were like, yeah, he didn't know what he was doing to them because, you know. All musicians can be a little arrogant, so, you know, when another one walks in the room, they're like, ah, you ain't nothing. (laughs) So, you know, they used to tell me stories about that, but, yeah, uh, my father and a lot of my uncles and cousins, they're um, musically inclined, so that kind of, like, trickled down into us. Right, right. Because I always have this. I have this this ideology that great people don't come from nothing. Oh, absolutely like, not. Regardless of, 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 you know, not having, you know, because nobody has a perfect family, but Definitely regardless not. of not <laughs> having perfect families, no people that do great things always come from a good family yeah. like it just it just always trickle down yeah. and, and Had it's, some it's so struggles, funny but definitely I, I um really really glad that things turned out the way that they did and uh yeah okay so how did you get into all of this i mean we didn't touch bases on how it trickled down but how did you get into uh being this uh creative cre- creative and curator in the city i mean you said since 2012 you decided mm-hmm. to to be a writer and and exercise your talents in other ways so what 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 in 2012 and probably even before that obviously Mm -hmm. uh what really got you into the 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 mode of really saying i'm gonna put my imprint on this culture where i'm at and where i'm living at what made you decide to do that well i went to college and that was a bust so (laughs) where'd you go to school i went to north carolina central university i loved the school i was going for a psychology degree and that's where I found out that school wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. I love the people. I love the connections that I built. But I just um, wasn't I wasn't tapping in to stay there like I thought I, I wanted to. And so actually what happened, the real story is I was trying to continue school, but my financial aid ran out because I was taking summer classes, so I had to stay. And then when I stayed, I was trying to get back involved into school, but it just wasn't working for me. Like, it just wasn't it wasn't the same. So I was trying to figure out what I could do, what I, how I could kind of exercise some type of what I could do while I was here. Since I wasn't going to be in school or whatever, I had decided I wasn't going to go back. And um, I had already made, I've already, I have a lot of childhood friends that are already here that are, that happen to have been in music or was like you know oh yeah I rap on the side or whatever whatever and so actually um one way or another I um like coming from Northwest School of the Arts I have a lot of friends there um that I have so um a lot of them like um uh Devo and um Surf Mitchell who are twin brothers and they also do photography and um, music here in Charlotte and um people like um GQ who featured on Lutz Project um for West 1996 part two we all went to Northwest even Autumn like I didn't know her when she went to Northwest yeah but I didn't know her that when she went to Northwest but I met her in 2012 and I met her at a studio, Hanin. Um, I met them all at the same time at this um, impromptu studio weekend that I think Rizzy's mom was out of town. And he was like, yeah, you should come over. We're all going to just stay in the house and, like, build and create and whatever, whatever. Because I met him, I think, at a bodega or something of that nature. And so 
um, I just went. Like, I lied to my mom. I was like, yo, like, my girlfriends are having a sleepover. Drop me off. <laughs> and, like, I stayed. And that's really kind of like I was getting involved into blogging and things like that with working with um, Devo and Surf because they were um, interning for a music studio that was in the music factory at the time. And that's kind of like how I got my start because I just was trying to be around creative people. I'm already, I've always, I've, of course, with the musical family, I'm always around people doing creative things, whether it's the music or art. So I just wanted to, because that was my environment that I was used to, I just wanted to stay in that environment. Even if it, but I knew I wasn't going to be a singer. I knew I didn't want to be no background dancer. I knew I didn't want to be no rapper. Because, first of all, I can't. <laughs> um, you know, unless I'm like got a glass of red wine and I think that I'm the shit or something. But no, I cannot. Do not ask me. I'm glad that you're it's a part of the red wine gang. For I sure. am. I'm, glad I'm a that part, part of, of a lot of those <laughs> clicks. But, you know, yeah. So, um, as long as you don't set trap. Long nah, you don't set man. Trip. You know, nah, nah, never that. But, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to be in the room. And so that's kind of like how I got my start with just networking with people and being in the room. And I m ended up meeting, you know, Rizzy and Summer and Autumn and Simon something. And well, I've known Simon something for um, almost all of my life and like Slim Morrison and then Hanin. I met Hanin and then I just kind of working with the people at for Family Matters and Samir and the bodega and Namus. And so I just started trying to get my foot in the door by making myself useful. So. I know how to write. I'm better at writing and being long-winded, so I write. I was learning photography, so I was taking amateur pictures, just trying to make myself useful to be able to stay in the room, just to be connected with people who are doing things that I'm interested in, which is art and music. So that just trickled down into everything else. Right. So uh, how, how can you, you know, for the people that are, because whether you know it or not, people do look up to you. People are inspired by you. <laughs> That's the, cool. But it's so hard to believe. That's cool. But believe it. I believe, believe it. it. Believe it. So uh, for people that do aspire because they are inspired by you, mm -hmm. how do you tell them to do the same thing? And because, I mean, obviously uh, they're going to paint, uh, carve their own lane. Yes. But how did you, because, I mean, it takes a lot of courage, and especially being in a more so male-dominated type yes. of field of, of music. Not to say, it's obviously, hard. women don't do it. No, but, but it it's, is. It's it just is, the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, how, how did you take that, that leap of faith and, you know, say, I'm going to do this? Like how you said, you went on the, the, the uh, faith with your writing. Yeah. So, you know, how did you really I hone in on that? I think the biggest thing that I can say is approach and discernment. I think that um, I was just, at the time, I was just coming from a hungry place to just want, genuinely, I wasn't trying to, I didn't have a motive, you know, besides wanting to just be involved in some way. And I think maybe that differs for people who might have a specific motive, like if you want to be a rapper, if you want to be a singer, if you want to be an author or a blogger or, or anything of the sort. I think whatever it is, I think your approach and your discernment takes, um, will take you far because how you come to somebody or how you approach a relationship or building really will get you a long way. And, um, I've noticed that um, with um, a few people or just a few interactions that I've um, made over time is just that the discernment and the um, and my approach really got me a long way because I just like when I was trying to get my foot in the door with getting involved in events I didn't ask to be involved I just started promoting if you like if you have an event going on next week and you put it on Twitter I was retweeting it I was spreading the word without you having me to without you having to ask me I would show up to these events and say yo 
I love what you're doing. Like, you're a dope artist. Like, you're a dope whatever, whatever, you know. And then and that would happen for a few times. And then because I built that rapport, I guess, with other people, it left a good taste in their mouth to where when I did finally say, yo, I'd love to, you know, I got a camera. I'd love to come to your event and take some pictures. You got any press passes? Or, hey, I would love to, you know, come to your event or I would love to do X, Y, Z. And they'd be like, yo, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. And because I had already built a good reputation with that, it gave me the opportunity to get my foot in the door. So, yeah. Great advice. I'm going to tell you why. Because people don't understand the importance of continuing to be a fan first. Yes. I believe in that 100%. Like, people forget the importance of being appreciative first. And I have to say that I haven't, I never lied. You know, you know, you can tell when you're, like, lying. Like, yo, I bang with your stuff, bro. Like, anything, any connections that I made, like, it wasn't off of lying it wasn't like I wasn't bigging you like you can ask well I'm sure it's kind of obvious now I don't big anybody up and I think even as a woman that's hard because it's like you can say like it was hard for even me for trying to get involved because it's like you want to show your excitement without letting on that you're trying you have a an ulterior motive or something like that like it is hard but I I don't lie. Like if I think you're dope, I'm not gonna. If I don't think you're go- dope, why would I go out of my way to tell you that you're dope? Or why would I go out of my way to? Even though you know it's business, but I never lied. Like I would just I was just being honest. But people again, people don't understand the importance of that because I mean again how how I people always ask me they see me doing interviews with certain people and they always ask me how 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 Mm. and i'm like listen i'm always a fan first Mm -hmm. like just how we met well you know formally met i came to you because i like what the i like what you was doing like in real life so that was really really and but but it was just all how that's how everything happens for me like i i don't i don't fake the phone like i i I, I, i'm a student i'm always a fan first i'm when i'm on instagram i'm not looking to to compete with nobody i'm looking to be inspired right I'm literally looking at because i'm like yo this shit is so cool yeah. like what how did they how did they do it but that's yeah. what made me do talk that talk yeah. like i'm i was the guy that watched interviews all the time I always wa- as a, since a kid i watched interviews because i always wanted to know the person yeah you know and and that's I'm, that's, that's literally like i can't even i'm a big interview documentary person and even like that's i feel like when you when you establish when you're i'm a relationship person like i you know, I hate it to sound cliche like vibes. I just go off vibes, man. Oh, you know, but, but, like but but you can tell the bullshit because yeah. you've been doing it for a long time. No, <laughs> for real. I, genuinely, I genuinely love like connecting with people. And so, for example, like there's a lot of people that I feel like even when we talked before starting to record, like I can like I've I can I've written a lot of people like off in my head like famous people like oh no there's that's not for me. And then when I actually give them a chance, I'm like wow like okay, I really, I'm really following who you are. Like, for example, um, Boosie. I was not a Boosie fan. When I moved down here, I'm like, yo, what the fuck I was not a Boosie Mm -hmm. fan at all. And then when I was in college, one of my friends was like, yo, you got to watch this documentary. Like, he about to go to jail. And you just got to, you got to get to know him. And I sat there and I watched and I was like, he's a real person. I don't want him to go to jail. (laughs) You know, like, it's stuff like that. Like, you know, you really can go a long way with, just being genuine or just giving people a chance but even going back to you know what you were asking i just 
I just from watching my father and watching my brother and because they're both musicians and watching other musicians and other creatives and how they really can see through the BS and or you have to watch about timing like I just I feel like because I've I've been a student maybe um, not even some of them not even by choice but just by circumstance you know I've been a student to a lot of situations and circumstances so I've gotten the chance to see people's reactions or what they like you know like um, going to a um, going to a uh, going to a concert or whatever and they just like the person just got off the just got off the um, I don't know just got off the stage you get in and you get out you know yo I love your music you had a great show you know just wanted to let you know and I get in and get out you know you like or you know if you do have an opportunity to talk like you know you really you make that connection and then you you know you don't cover you don't like I just learned a lot of you know different stuff but I just really got in where I fit in really by just letting people know that I really liked them for what they were doing and it just got me here, so yeah, that's pretty I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm so relieved that you said that because, again, I get asked the question all the time, but the truth is, is just, yo, just be genuine. Yeah. Just build a relationship with people yeah. and don't do it with the ulterior motive. Just, just do, do it because it. you like it. Yeah, just do it. I like, feel like when you do that, people will remember. I feel like that's probably why. And um, I, maybe because I don't have an ulterior motive or even if I do want to work with you or I do want to do stuff. But just, it, you know, I think as creatives, it really does go a long way where people are just genuinely sharing with them like, yo, I really like what you're pushing out. Because the stress that, I, I mean, I wouldn't wish to be in a rapper's shoes mm -mm. or a singer's shoes mm -mm. or or I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. You gotta please everybody. Yo, it you really do. <laughs> and and for somebody to be like, yo, this got me through this, or da 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 da. Like when I met Autumn, I was like, I washed my dishes to your songs. Like I, you know, and that was genuine because I'm like, that's my meditating time. Like I love like, and I'm, I mean, yeah. I just no, I'm, really I'm, I'm, I love I'm, music. I'm I love I, I like love that. the creative scene here. I have a great big respect for so many people. Like. It would if it wasn't for you know people like Simon something or even people like Samir and, and the um, Family Matters and the Bodegas and um, and Davida and, and Dion with Dup and Swat like if it wasn't for a lot of these people I wouldn't be able I wouldn't be I feel like it, it would have took longer for me to get to where I am and I'm really grateful for those platforms and those spaces that were there at the time that I got started because it really um, helped, those relationships really helped. So. Good, good, good. So, I mean, you, you, you talked about the writing and how you uh, implemented that with uh, certain blogs. Mm -hmm. And so how did you get into hosting? Because, I mean, that's that's something, I, I, it looks, I, I don't know if you do, but it looks like you enjoy it. And if you I don't enjoy it, you, you put on a good face. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to say so. So um, uh, there's this, uh, when I, a year after, or well, after, after being here, coming back from school and deciding never to go back in 2012, I was here and that's when I met Autumn and, all, and uh, Rizzy and all these people. And the following year, we were getting ready to, um, they wanted, um, I built enough relationship with people where they're like, well, we want to do a show of our own. So it's kind of like one of those, if you don't have a door, you make your own door. If you don't have an opportunity, you create your own opportunity. And so that is what was happening with um, with the people that I was around. So I was um, with great relationship with Simon something, um, uh, this uh, uh, clothing designer at the time by the name of John who makes Fresh Baked Goods South 
which is a, a clothing and lifestyle brand um, that started here in Charlotte. And they wanted to do something that kind of um, kind of a spinoff or inspired by the AMCS bodega a little bit. So they wanted to do something that wanted to sh do a showcase that gave him an opportunity to sell his clothes, but also interactive, so involving music and arts. And so um, myself, um, Simon, um, Autumn, uh, Slim Morrison or Devin Point, um, uh, uh, Frace was in it, um, Summer Side Note, um, uh, a lot of people were, were involved um, in making this show. Nighthood was in it as well. Just a lot of people. We had, um, I think, Sir Abstracts. We just wanted to combine R&B, hip-hop, poetry, even a little comedy in there with clothes and, and everything else. So um, that was in 2013, and we needed somewhere to hold it, and we had it at Dup and Swat here in the, um, uh, it used to be at the, um, in the where the Amelie's and all that stuff was. And so um, that was our first show. And I was supposed to co-host it with somebody, and they ended up not being able to make it. And so they were like, well, you're gonna have to do it yourself. And I was really nervous. And I like low key got a little drunk. <laughs> got some liquid courage. Yeah, you had to get the libations. But in it there. was yeah, it was cool. But it was such a good event that it ended up having to. We had to shut it down like two hours early because it was so much in the atrium. Like we had such a great and tremendous turnout that we ended up having to shut it down. And that's how I snowballed into hosting. That was my first show in 2013 in August. And ever since then, I've been hosting. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's take a slight intermission to take the time out to thank our sponsors. I know I have a lot of iPhone subscribers, and we tend to get careless with our hooks at times. But I'm here to let you know that iRepair Mobile can pull up to you on the spot. Just shoot a quick DM to the Instagram page at iRepair Mobile or iRepair Mobile NC for the Twitter. And while you at it, check out the latest and freshest gear with antihate.us. And that's only if you're looking for the fly and exclusive. And now, let's take the time out to do a slight recap. We're 25 minutes in, and Mariah has blessed us with extensive knowledge on her eclectic background. She also dropped gems for people that are trying to get their foot in the door with being a curator and just a creative in general. I hope you got your notepads out, because we got a lot more to cover. So let's go ahead and get back into it. So um, now, look, we, we got a lot on your background. <laughs> we got a lot on your background. We got a good amount. We got a good amount, but Peculiar Hippie. Peculiar. Yes. Who, 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 how, how did Mariah morph into Peculiar Hippie, or have you always been there? Because, I mean, obviously, we really are, you know, just really yes. formally meeting, so I don't know. I don't know if that has always been your... Um, the No, I think um, the Peculiar Hippie emerged in 2010. I was still oh, so in this, school. So this ain't new then? No. Okay, not so it's about not eight new. years old, just a little bit. But well, the peculiar thing has been like an all life thing, mm -hmm. and the hippie thing has been from about two thousand nine to two thousand ten, and um, and they just kind of morphed in together at the time. So uh, um, I come from a spiritual background, and um, my parents um, grew up in the church. I grew up in the church. Um, it's something that I, I think still. Think all black people did. Well, I know yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. It's something that um, I that I still uh, practice and believe in to this day. Um, so, but even with that, um, the word peculiar has always been spoken over my life. It's just like you're never going to be able to be like everybody else. You're going to really, really want to, but it's not going to happen. So just get used to always 
being that person to stand out and not even in a weird way but just there's always going to be something about you that attracts other people and I used to hate that because I'm like I just want to get grown and go to the club and, <laughs> and like do what I want to do which I did of course but you know I just didn't want the pressure of that which because you know there can be pressure added to when people us know a calling or know that you have something special about you and they want to hold you to that at 16 or 17 and I just didn't want that um but luckily with parents like the ones that I have I never had that issue um and then the whole hippie thing um uh not to go into get too long and drawn out but um I had like a nervous breakdown when I was like 15 or 16 and it actually took a really bad physical toll on my body where I um, actually died twice. And it's oh just wow. really, really traumatic and I'm horrible. Glad you're here. Yes, I am too. And um, after coming from that experience and um, pretty much having to relearn how to be Mariah all over again, because I literally lost like my mind, like didn't know who I was, didn't, couldn't take care of myself. Like it was really bad. And so um, having to pretty much reroute because of stress and trying to control stuff that was out of my control and it was taking a physical toll on my body at the time where I literally lost my mind and my um, physical health and I had to learn how to do everything all over again and um, from there there you know at the end when I was sort of coming back to myself they're like yo if you do this again like you will die like if you take stuff on it's physically like they were showing me like this is physically like taking a toll on you yeah, stress is, stress yes. does that. and so if you do this again to the extent that you've been doing you won't make it and so they're like you need to get some peace in your life you need to do something like whatever you need to do is what you need to do and I, that's when I, I was already into music obviously going to Northwest but that's really like that's at the time that I really started getting into like the 50s and 60s sort of music oh that's that that's that soul shit yeah. right there and like um, I don't know if I was in the hospital at the time or whatever but I just remember hearing a lot of Jimi Hendrix and I just went into a hole and I like started discovering a lot of stuff about like Woodstock and all this stuff like that so anyway that whole hippie thing, like, it really kind it of, like, it stuck with me. And then the peculiar thing, it stuck with me. Right, right. So when I was That's in college, I was there. like, my friends were like, you need a Twitter. You need a Twitter. What's your Twitter name going to be? And so I was like, peculiar hippie. Because my spiritual background and what happened to me as a result of life really are those two things that um, not only stuck with me to this day, but they mean the most to me even now. So... Yeah, peculiar hippie. That's how it got started. Well, I, well, see, I was I was gonna try to do my best to segue you into <laughs> asking about the peculiar talks, but now I understand what yes. motivates you to take care That's of people's why. mental health because it matters. No, because but I don't you've been through it. Yeah. Not even just I that. don't want anybody to have to do right, deal with what I had to you deal. With. You didn't deal with being sympathetic and by seeing people going mm -hmm. through it no you I are being yeah you're you're showing so much empathy with that yeah. so i mean now it makes a thousand more yeah. sense like okay so l l since you segued <laughs> me into it myself well get please get into the uh peculiar talks like what when when did you start that and i mean because how i you know you caught my eye with doing the um the men's the, mental health right the men's mental health yeah the, and, and that really it it, it, it <laughs> It really was important to me because I, I feel like 
just just being a man and especially being a black man, mm. we always are told to fucking man up yeah. and be a man about shit. Yeah. And we got feelings. Yeah. We do. Like yes. we do. And you, and <laughs> I and I I really wanted and for that, um that was the month of June that I did that. And I, I didn't even know what I had planned to do it anyway. And when I started, when I was making my writing everything up, writing my post, I found out like the day before June started that it was um, national or men's mental men's health month or something like that. Like maybe even talking about physical health, but all health is important. And so I was like, wow, maybe I, I will. I obviously am in tune with what I need to be in tune with because I already had planned to do it. And um, it just happened to fall on those um, at the necessary time. But um, Peculiar Talks started, I've wanted to do Peculiar Talks for years, but I was too scared to do it. Um, I was a little bashful because I didn't want it to be something that um, I didn't want to be. I, I cared, uh, I cared in past tense a lot what people thought. And I still do, but I don't care as much as I used to. But I was I was too afraid at the time. I was too afraid. I didn't want people to not receive it or feel like because there were other people doing blogs or other people having um, pulling other things up that I didn't want it. I didn't want it to look like I was trying to copy off of anybody. So I held it um, for a long time. But it officially started in 2017. And um, yeah, so I started it in January 2017. And um, it became this thing that it's becoming now. I'm really happy. I've almost 700 followers in. I'm really, really grateful for the growth. And it just really started off, with, like, like I said, from my personal experience with mental health and knowing the importance of it. And I always knew that I wanted to do something that really catered to bringing people together to be able to um, establish some sort of p- platform where you do talk about your mental health. You do talk about, you know, the things that you go through. It doesn't always have to be, you know, positive patty, but, it, you know, you got to talk about the real stuff, too. And I wanted to do something where I could um, talk about all of those things in one platform. And Peculiar Talks um, came out of that. So here we are today. And, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that we are here. So, um, uh, well... Obviously, you had to go through what you went through to yes. get here, but but you know, obviously, you are definitely at a point now where you are just doing your thing. You're I'm you're, you're really living excited. your best life. I'm trying. You ain't going to. back and forth with these <laughs> niggas. You're living your best life I right am, now. I am. I am. And, I'm and trying. How, um, because it, it's it's just it's really good. Like, a fr- uh, first of all, I'm so glad that we grow up. We're in an era where we're able to talk about mental yeah. health, especially as black people, because yeah. we've been through the most mental trauma. Yeah. Like on the history of this planet like we've been through the most mental trauma but mental health isn't talked about in our community mental health it it has that stigma on it so i don't know why but i think i have feelings or like theories as as why you know you know when you think about the things that we as a people have gone through even at a time with like slavery and things like uh, things of that nature there are a lot of traumatic and ugly things that you know people that came before us did have to go through and a lot of that stuff was even traumatic. They s- not only they saw it, you know, they saw it happening to their families. They saw the things that have been break down. And, in, and I guess maybe at, at a point where you couldn't even speak of it because it was just so heavy and so horrible that that trickled down into, you know, not talking about it or, or being embarrassed, too embarrassed to talk about it. Or, you know, when you think about, you know, 
what people did to black men, you know, to to make them to emasculate them in front of their families, what what was done to destroy dynamics between mothers and their children or things of that nature to for for it to be unspeakable to now where, you know, when you talk about mental health or when you want to, I feel like maybe that attitude of I don't want to talk about it or just suck it up or whatever. I feel like there are a lot of things that factor into why that is. I don't think it's right, but I feel like I understand a little bit why that happened the way that it did. But I'm really glad, even if it's even if it's because if it's a phase or it's a fad or it's popular, I feel like it's necessary. I don't care how, how it got to be popular, but the bottom line is it's being talked about and it's being magnified and especially men like I, f- I don't want to put it in a put us in a box but I can feel like I can generally say without it being bashed is that you know women you know we are nurturers and we do feel and we're more inclined to you know embrace that in a general sense and like you said black men or men you know or black men specifically have been trained to not you know let that not be vulnerable and not express those things and I'm really really excited to see that that being kind of like you know dismantled because men need to talk and we need to hear from our men you know and it's not weak it's not doesn't make you seem any less you know masculine but it's like it's like you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't because it's like oh you feel and it's like or you don't feel enough, you don't talk enough, you, you know, so I would love to hear more from men and, and the, where they are because that's how we understand each other, you know. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I will I will say this, and I don't, uh, I don't know if this is a myth, but if it is a myth, I will debunk this, that black men do talk amongst each other. Of, I, I, I believe will, I will, that. I will say that we definitely I do that. that. I believe that. I feel like maybe it has healthy. to do with, with us talking across the board, you know, like, um, um, I think that, you know, I would love to see more women and men talk to each other, you know? I think that's, I think it's, you know, women, we can talk with one another, you know what I'm saying, as far as community. But men can talk amongst each other as far as community is speaking. So I would like to see um, more, I would like to, not to say that it's not happening, but it would be great to continue to increase the talking of us with each other because we do have a lot to talk about our views on relationships our views on what's going on to you know what's going on with the black community in general and being able to share perspectives being able to uh, offer support even it doesn't even have to do with agreeing with each other it doesn't have to do with um, my views directly align with your views but just being able to share that community and being able to um, have conversation and ex- just an equal exchange between black men and black women yeah, I agree um, with specifically that. it's important because even when you, it's like and I want to say this lightly but it's no, just like I don't it, know it, I don't know what it's like to be fly shade ray you know, just like not not a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's like to be a black man. Just like you don't know what it's like to be Mariah. You don't know what it's like to be a black woman. That's a fact. But we <laughs> share we share similar experiences. Yeah, we, we definitely share commonality. And right, but we don't know word for word what it's like to be you. And then it's like I feel like there's this weird thing where sometimes we ask that we say we ask and say oh I would love to know what men are thinking or I want to know what women are thinking 
but we never get that opportunity to really um, share that. Or if we do, sometimes it gets shut down if it doesn't, you know, line up with whatever. But I think it's healthy. I, th- I think, and I would like to see more um, of those kinds of conversations happen because it's it is so important to be able to understand or just be able to be in the know about where each other is coming from. So. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, and I'm I'm glad you also brought that up because, like I I I it's, it's, I I said that you know black men talk amongst each other, but we don't talk amongst each other as far as a community. Mm-hmm. And like how you said, women do women women voice their their uh, um, feelings and their emotions, and then just their experience and mm-hmm. er, just their experience. That's that's just a better word to sum everything up. But they they are able to have that. But black, it's like it's silent. It's yeah. silent, and then we do feel that. Honestly, we feel that that void of not. We feel like a lot of the times we don't have a voice. Yeah, we it, we don't say it, but because we too manly, we too manly to say yeah. it. But it's the truth. That's how we feel. I, so, I think sometimes. maybe we just need. I think it's just going to take time, especially with um um allowing space, because one one thing that I've been learning, even as a um just a individual, I've been learning. I'm. I know that I'm opinionated, but I feel like I've spent a large part of my life seeing things in black and white. In the last Me too. The last five years I would have to say, things aren't as black and white as I used to see them. Like there is a lot of gray and one in one sense where I used to just be like cold shoulder, cold blooded, cut it off, whatever. I'm not so much that way anymore. And I, and I've learned I'm learning even to this day to give space to give grace and room for error room for opposition or just room for just something that is not my own personal view because I do know that I'm different and I'm you know I do know that other people are different so it's kind of like giving me the opportunity to kind of be more gracious and I think that um it's important it's important it's just yeah no, it, it, no, it really is. It really is, and that's why what you're doing and your work is very, very important. And don't Thank ever stop. And I don't, don't plan ever to. stop. I don't don't plan ever to. stop. And I mean, I just recently seen your Instagram post about um, being reluctant to take compliments, and it's hard. Oh, I, I, I listen. <laughs> we, we, d- as a community, we do it. It's hard. Amongst black men. Oh no, I'm just trying to be like you. I we say do that it all, all the, the time. time. Trying to be like you when you grow up. When I grow up, man, da 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 da. Like. I think uh, it was something that um, I was, uh, I posted something, and I think I was posting about Creative Loafing and working with their um, Local Vibes podcast, and somebody um, that I met some time ago was like, yo, that's lit, like, I'm so happy for you. you No, I wanted to talk about that. You're you're a great segue. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm not doing it on purpose, <laughs> but um, but I was like, yo, like thank you, but yo, like you're lit, you like you're like you out here with your photography and da 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 da, and he's like, yo, thanks, but this is about you, and that kind of like put me in my place, you know, because I I feel like, um, you know, some people call it the universe, you know, some people say God, some people say whatever, but I personally, my personal journey, I feel like God drops hints like. And I have a unique relationship, but I feel like God drops him like, nigga, this is for you, too. Like, take this blessing like this is not um, this is not exclusive to you or like this is not exclusive for other people. This is for you. And you need to just take it in instead of trying to throw it on somebody else. And I think that that has a lot to do with like self-worth and things of that nature and how that 
comes about but I'm in the place now where I'm just like letting I'm just trying to accept it more instead of you know like being humble to a fault I guess where you just don't want to we're the only people that's told to be humble yeah if you check it out it we're is the true. only people that they that they tell to be humble. You're too don't don't shine too don't don't shine too bright or don't seem too haughty or whatever. But nobody it's just else like, gets told that except yeah. our community, and then right. we tell each other that. Right. <laughs> so I'm in this place now where, and not to be arrogant, but just to have a healthy sense of pride to just let it sink in instead of like rejecting it. No, so. no and and being humble is just actually taking what's yours owning yeah. what's yours that's yeah. being humble yeah. like you don't go like because I, I i was uh, listening to this podcast called now what podcast with mm-hmm. uh arian foster he's a former nfl running back and mm-hmm. he had terry cruz on there recently mm-hmm. and he that's literally what terry cruz said you don't walk in your house and say this isn't my house you don't be modest with that no you own that you shit. Own it. so it, that's being humble it's yeah. owning your moment and not do, owning somebody else shit. i'm in the process i'm i'm trying to do better we all I'm are not we all I, are i have not <laughs> done well with it in the past but again that has a lot to do with just i'm just unlearning a lot and i think that's what i'm most grateful about peculiar talks and just me in general that i'm really learning i'm learning and unlearning a lot at the same time Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like that's going to be something that will ever stop but i'm just really seeing it's kind of like i'm the blinds are taking been taking been taken off of me for a lot of things like wow like I used to see things or myself or just circumstances in this way. And now I'm like, why did I do that? I feel like we took, we take a lot of stuff that doesn't belong to us or we, 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 uh, yeah, we accept things that we don't need to accept and we take ownership of things that don't belong to us and shame and, Mm -hmm. and so much of crap, you know, and just, weird like you don't have to trends and makes this ne- mistakes that's never made yeah so uh, mm-hmm. now i'm just kind of like you know i'm not i'm learning not to be quick to not accept something like why not why don't i deserve to have that dream why don't i deserve deserve to get that praise or that recognition i'm just going to accept it instead of just being like no that's all you which is i mean you can acknowledge somebody else's life but it doesn't have to mean that you have to take it you know take it away from yourself you can accept it and then you know yeah give recently other I've people just been saying thank you i'm just I've learning how to, to say thank you i've been you. wanting to say all and i just say i just tell myself relax and i just, just say, say thank, thank you. you yeah just say thank you that's it i'm learning that it's <laughs> really hard at. but i'm learning so I'm learning. Uh, look i'm about to big you up right now so congratulations <laughs> on on uh on getting the the Local Vibes co-host podcast with Creative Lofi. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Thank First of all, you. that was so inspirational to me because I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to do the same thing. I want to take this my podcast and take my voice to get on other platforms Absolutely. to bridge gaps. So I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm so proud. And how, how was that experience so far? Man, it's really fun. I have to say, I'm having really, really, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I've met some, uh, I met some really cool people from the Creative Loafing platform since that announcement, or just people have gone out of their way to be like, hey, I'm such and such with whoever, whoever, like, that's been the goal. 
to just bridge gaps, to get into doors that you might not otherwise have gotten into because of a relationship that you happen to stumble upon. And that's literally what I've been trying to do. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm really, really excited. So it's been really great. Um, Ryan Pickin is really, really awesome. He's so down to earth and so um, just really willing to like, you know, work with you and um, really hands on. And it's great. Like I don't have any, I haven't had any issues. I'm really having fun, and um, yeah. Did they pitch the idea to you, or you came to them? Like, how did this? How did that bridge? Be, how, because obviously, you've been putting in your work. Obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, like. So how did that bridge? How did the bridge start to be built? Well, me and Ryan had been building for uh, maybe some time that we had been wanting to meet up with each other to just chop it up and just get to know each other, because um, him and Mark Kemp at the time had been doing a lot of work um, in Shout collaboration. Out to Mark Kemp. Yes, he's sure. amazing. Yeah, I know. his life story is. Yeah, like I got. I got. Bananas. I definitely do. I'm definitely. such a great <laughs> fan of his, and um, even like hearing him, I heard him on the Go Create podcast with um, Glenn, who um, is now Visual Slinger on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. Yeah, he does the Views he, podcast. Yes, with the Views podcast, what I actually did a, a podcast interview with him as well. But I heard Mark Kemp and his whole story on there, and he's absolutely amazing. But um, Ryan and I, we have been building relationship, you know, via Twitter and, and DMs and all the stuff like that for some time and then we actually um, met up him my boyfriend and um, uh, we went up and just had lunch together and just talked about you know our thoughts about Charlotte and what we wanted to do with Charlotte and what we wanted to do within Charlotte and just kind of kept that relationship as far as just talking online and so um, with the transition of of leadership and everything shifting um, through creative loafing some opportunities opened up and we had a conversation and he was just like, yo, like, let's meet up and talk about, you know, bringing you on. And so um, we met up and, That's good. That's you amazing. know, we just had another conversation that was, you know, confirming and affirming to what the both of us want to do within the community. And he offered it to me on the spot. And so that following week, we did a podcast with Dexter Jordan. Shout out yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, I definitely talked to Dexter the rest is history. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, I Dexter love him. Is, is he's going to sing am- at my is, wedding. Is ama- he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, so uh, uh, it's just we, we, we definitely covered a lot. We we, we know who <laughs> the Peculiar Hippie is. We yeah. know. We know what Peculiar Talks are about. We know why they came about. We know why you got here. We know that it just runs in the blood. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy i'm privileged i feel i feel good first of all i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say (laughs) that this is definitely top five of my podcasts that i've done because of the content because i've always been wanting to have yes we have we have talked about that when we first met you're like yo this is the stuff i've been wanting to do for a long time yeah these are the conversations i want to have i'm like don't get me wrong i i I do love having to fly on the wall with artists and 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 painters and whoever entrepreneurs in general but mental health and just the black experience and and bettering the black experience and mentally is where i'm that's that's where i that's that's what i thrive and it's cool too because they all can go hand in hand like they all can they all are they the glue. are hand in hand honestly. they are they they're they're all the glue and um of course the the mental health and and that story my upbringing with that along with you know great outlets such as art and music they've really been my saving grace you know they really have gotten me through and the connections that i've built but it really all i mean it all ties in together because creative people and music and art or just entrepreneur even if it's not music and art if you're a creative person man the pressure that we can put on ourselves by ourselves 
in addition to the pressure that's coming from the outside, (laughs) it is a lot. And then a lot of people, people. yes, it's unbearable. A lot of people don't get the opportunity to relieve or release, you know, like, so to be able to create and get that out and to be able to have platforms or have communities where you can actually talk it out and things of that nature, I think is just, I'm, I'm a fan of it. And I'm grateful to be able to have dabbled in, in all of those avenues because I really am a just I'm a fan I am a fan like that is who I am when it comes to everything that I'm doing like I'm a fan I'm a fan of music I'm a fan of art and being able because I didn't want to do it I feel like if you have a lot of people that are already trying to be the chief in those fields you know what I'm saying and I am just somebody who is um I'm just uh, tr- somebody who's trying to just be involved and and try to uh, ig- you know magnify that I guess. So um, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan first. Yeah, likewise, likewise. I'm always a fan first. Also, so that's why I will thank you and thank you and thank you again because you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Thanks so I, for I, having I, me. I Finally, I know we. <laughs> I greatly appreciate. I'm really that. really happy to uh, have been able to come on, and uh, yeah, talk. Talk that talk. Yeah, with look, I'm, look, I'm look, I'm 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 appreciative. So, um, with with no further ado, I mean, this is my second favorite part of the show because, of course, you already know what it is. You know what it ain't. It's your boy Fly Shade Ray. You know my name. You know my gang. And I'm out. Bye. I appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. Make sure you go follow the Talk That Talk social media pages, Twitter and Instagram at TTT Media Co. And for the latest updates for the Talk That Talk blog, log on to TTTmedia.co because we're a company. Subscribe to the SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash TTT Media. And with a quick search of Fly Shade Ray, don't forget the dollar sign on your iTunes podcast app. Subscribe to the Talk That Talk to make it easy. Everything can be accessed on the blog. Again, that's tttmedia.co. Why? Because we're a company. Leave comments, feedback. It's all appreciated. And this episode was one that will inspire a lot of women who are inspiring a career to just be curators, man. It's it's amazing how uh, Mariah has came through and just she's blessed the scene of Charlotte, man. So thank you for the fly on the wall conversation, keeping up the integrity on TTT Media. And make sure you go for, follow Mariah Scott on all social media at peculiar underscore hippie and that's h-i-p-p-i-e as well make sure you go follow the brand also at peculiar talks that's no underscore again that's at peculiar talk and i just want to say thank you uh mariah again thank you thank you thank you mental health does matter thank you for sharing your story and now again i appreciate everybody for listening you already know what it is you know what it ain't it's your boy flashy ray you know my name you know my gang and i'm out